Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. An update from Seattle. Last time, it was just you and me together. I took you on a walk around my neighborhood. And I told you a story about the mystery of Billy's Beach, a carport labeled Billy's Beach with an old car in it and an ongoing vigil of flowers placed in a vase behind that car. I told you I'd always wondered about Billy and his beach, but I'd never asked. And then eventually one day it was gone. Well, leave it to one of our listeners to have the answer to my long held mystery. Or at least a part of the answer. Kay writes, I knew that guy. He was from the South and used to sit outside his house and enjoy the world going by in a beach-like chair. He was a real character, fun to talk to, loved his music. I want to say he was from LA, but it was a long time ago. I lived around the corner from Billy's place for a few years in the early 1980s. It was a party place, lots of wine, women, and song. That was 30 years ago. He died, the house was sold, torn down, and now there are townhouses. So with Kay's report, I must have encountered Billy's beach after he died, missing the pleasure of what sounds like a pretty remarkable man. Thanks, Kay, for letting me know. It feels satisfying to know more of the story, to be able to picture the man, Billy, sitting in his beach chair. Another letter that I received in February was from Judy in Alaska. She was responding to a show that we did before all of this lockdown hassle began. It was a show about quests. It was episode number 302. Take a listen to that if you want to start imagining the quest you'll take when this is all over. One of the quests I've always wanted to go on was to see the humpback whale migration in Alaska. An author and commercial fisherman named Brendan Jones, who wrote a great book called The Alaskan Laundry, told me once that there are times when the waters off parts of the Alaskan coast are so thick with whales that the boats have to stay in the harbor. And Judy wrote to help paint that picture for me, or at least that's how I took it, as encouragement. She also uh, was a donor to the show through the donate button at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. So when she writes this email, she had just received my handwritten thank you note in the mail. And she writes, Gosh, I was so happy to receive your letter and the magnet. Yes, I do send magnets and stickers in thanks. I am a retired teacher and counselor, and I love listening to your podcast. I'm sending you an article about the humpbacks near Sitka. Perhaps it might help you look into a visit. I had not heard specifically about harbor closures, but this sounds as if there are many whales around the island. If you do come to Alaska, I advise a trip to the southeast area first. The land and sea together are unforgettable. It is an enormous state with many different environments. I spent three weeks on Sitka at a science consortium for teachers, and I fell in love with the place. It has a haunting beauty. The wildlife is right there. The rainforest is rich with life and the kayaking through the tiny islands is unforgettable. We live in Fairbanks, where the university is situated, so our life is of the interior region. Warm, sunny summers, cold, dark winters, 
beautiful, but less amazing than the coast. If you ever do a podcast about older people and travel, living abroad, part-time expat life, I would love to learn more. We are ready for the next chapter, and you and Tiffany are thoughtful and honest explorers. Your friendship reminds me of my best friend in junior high, who is also named Judy. You are both fascinating and intelligent women whose program has expanded my world. We've been to Italy twice, once in our 20s as backpackers, and once through the university in our 60s. My husband's grandfather was born in Lucca, Italy, so we have been thinking about an extended stay in that region. Thanks for your kind note and for your enthusiasm for whales in Alaska. I especially enjoyed your shows with your sisters and father. You have an amazing life, Katie. Take care, and maybe we'll see you up here someday. All the best, Judy. Thanks for that, Judy. I hope you do get over to Luca, and I will look into doing more episodes about older people and travel. I love that idea. So I will put it on the list. Another email we got from February before the worldwide lockdown came from Teresa. She tells the story of how she found the podcast, and she touches on Tiffany's very favorite topic, which is synchronicity, a topic we talked about live on stage at Town Hall in Seattle. That was episode 200, a great night, a super fun episode, and it was an absolute thrill to meet some of you in person for the first time. I can still picture it vividly. Hopefully it won't be for the last time. Teresa writes, I just listened to the 300th episode, and then I was skipping around and landed on an episode that was live at Town Hall in Seattle. The topic was synchronicity, and that is sort of what happened to me when I found your podcast. I live in Port Townsend, Washington, so I listen to KUOW pretty often. Side note from Katie, KUOW is the radio station that I worked for as a senior producer for over 10 years before I quit my job and moved to Rome. And it is currently the radio station that I sometimes fill in host for now that I'm back in Seattle. I used to hear you, Katie, on the radio all the time, and I really enjoyed listening to you. When I heard you were leaving to go to Rome, I was really sad to hear, but was also like, wow, good for her. I'm jealous. I did a semester abroad in Italy and had wanted to go back for years. It took me 17 years to get back there, and that just happened this past December. Right before I was leaving for my month-long trip, I heard you on KUOW and was like, huh, she's back. I wonder what she's been up to. While abroad in Spain, I decided to Google your name and found the podcast. I had no idea what it was about, but started listening to it. And it was synchronicity. It was so much fun listening to all the episodes while being abroad and relating to so much of what you were talking about. Unfortunately, I had just left Italy and Rome when I found your podcast. But that's okay. There were so many episodes that I just wanted to scream out and say, yes, I agree, while on a train or a bus. There were times I laughed out loud and times I cried. I'm really happy that I found the podcast, and thanks for your hard work. I'm sending in my donation next. Thanks for that, Teresa, and thanks for the donation. And hopefully, I know we had a few mishaps. when I, My first thank you note to Teresa went missing. It went rogue. Hopefully the second one in all the stickers and magnets got there safely. Another listener, Deverage in Germany, also wrote in about synchronicity. Another note I wanted to share. 
I stumbled upon your podcast through an interview you did on the Creatively Complicated podcast. Katie, side note, Creatively Complicated was a podcast created by our recent guest, Stephanie Fuggio, who was just on the Expat Time Warp podcast episode we did recently. I stumbled upon your podcast through an interview you did on the Creatively Complicated podcast. I'm glad I did. I started from the first episode, and since then, jumping around to listen to more. I find you both to be excellent conversation partners, and you are able to connect to the audience. I am neither eavesdropping on a personal conversation nor a passive listener. I participate in these conversations in my own head, and I love it. One specific comment about the episode in which you talked about synchronicity. I loved that episode, as I'm fascinated at that concept, and I didn't have a word to describe it. I enjoy the show a lot and I've almost listened to all of your episodes. I would definitely say that one thing that makes me look forward to Monday morning is your podcast. I always find myself embedded with a new perspective or thought, and for that, I am grateful. I am also grateful to you and Tiffany, as your addiction episode helped me get out of my addiction to Twitter. I was spending way more time on it, and when I listened to that episode, I felt that I needed to change that behavior and managed to do it. Congratulations, Devaraj. I hope that that addiction to Twitter has stayed vanquished. And finally, we've heard from several of you that you are using this time to go after your Italian citizenship. Good for you. I wish I had one to go after myself. <sighs> Longtime friend of the show, Nick, wrote to us way back in 2017. Back then, he wrote, After a few months of binge listening to your podcast, I have finally reached your most recent episode, which is bittersweet, since I'll have to find another daily distraction from work. I just want to thank you both for accompanying me while I myself contemplate a move to Rome. I am currently patiently, patiently he puts in quotes, awaiting notice of Italian citizenship from the Italian consulate in Boston, which I hope to receive sometime in 2018. As a 26-year-old that doesn't quite feel complete living in the U.S., I relate to and take comfort in Tiffany's journey to Rome. Your introspective topics have been very helpful with the internal struggle that comes from contemplating such a dramatic move. Yet, with each passing episode, I grow more confident about the possibility of life in Rome. I look forward to listening to you next year. He wrote this right before the new year. And I wanted to share an update. I'm very pleased to get this update from Nick. This also came in toward the end of February of this year. I just want to thank you both for accompanying me over the last few years as I awaited recognition of Italian citizenship. Now that I've been recognized, I can focus on the next stage of planning a life abroad. However, I know the next year of transition won't be easy, but I take comfort knowing that your podcast will give me the courage I need to take the leap. Nick, obviously things have changed a bit since you sent me this note, but I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you are still planning and that you are still feeling hopeful. We love hearing from you, guys, all of you. I love your feedback, your show ideas, your thoughtfulness, your reflections. And I hope you'll write in or send a voice memo when you feel the tug to do so. Right now, 
We absolutely welcome your stories of little silver linings of this awful pandemic for an upcoming episode that we're calling the Pollyanna episode. You know Pollyanna, right? The character from a 20th century children's book that has a personality trait so strong that the name became a noun, meaning an excessively cheerful or optimistic person. Pollyanna was created by the writer Eleanor Hodgman Porter, who lived from 1868 to 1920, who, like my beloved co-host Tiffany Parks, also studied singing at the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston, and she had a reputation as a singer. But in 1901, she abandoned music in favor of writing. And because of her, we can all play along at being excessively cheerful and optimistic during a time when that's pretty hard. Well, at least we can do it for one episode, anyway. So send us your Pollyanna moments, your silver linings, your small observations, your little joys. You can always write to us at bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's M-A-I-L dot com. Bittersweetlife at mail.com. Or through the Contact Us page at thebittersweetlife.net. Typed letters, voice memos, all are most welcome. And for today, we'll leave it there. I'm grateful for all of you. Hang in there. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life.